We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at 4. Every Friday at 4 o'clock. We are joined by NFL Hall of Famer John McClain. John, how you doing, bud? Doing great, guys. How are you? John, we're doing good, man. It's it's a hell of a day to be a, a Houston Texan, that's for damn sure. Um, yesterday was a, a great day. D'Amico Ryan's uh, introductory press conference was, was absolutely a, a thing of beauty. It, it don't matter if you look at it from uh, Cal McNair's perspective or, or, or Nick Casario's perspective or or you you look dead at D'Amico Ryan's man yesterday was a good day by all included you were there you were live front row had the first question man what just your overall thoughts on on how the introductory presser went I've covered 15 head coaches in Houston in my 46 years of the Chronicle and now for 610 in gallery sports I've seen a lot of news conferences a lot of uh, introductory news conferences, and none of them were as impressive as D'Amico was. He wanted the job. I talked to him right when the job came available, and he told me it was my dream job. I hope I'll get an interview. I said, you're going to get an interview, and um, and he did. And he turned down a chance to interview at Carolina. He canceled interviews with the Colts and the Cardinals. He interviewed with the Broncos the day before he had his – four-hour Zoom with the Texans. And I think that uh, Callahan McNair, Nick Casario, after that Zoom, they knew he was the guy because it just looked to me like, you know, they came, when he came here for his in-person interview, they weren't going to let him get away. Gave him a six-year contract, more than $30 million. And, um, and he and Casario hit it off. And I think they'll work really well together. Mm-hmm. And D'Amico needs a guy like Casario. He's only been a coach six years and he's only been a coordinator for two years. So it'll be good. And the uh, only thing I'm hoping is I hope D'Amico thinks they need a franchise quarterback with that second pick. But I was happy for him because I knew how much he wanted the job. You know, Jamila's from here. They were married from here. They're building a home from here. They started a home for wayward kids here during the pandemic. It's just such a natural fit. Yeah, John. Look, I, I'm I'm with you, man. I, I I thought I thought that that it it the the authenticity, um, the the genuine, sincere um, nature in in which you know he not not that he presented himself that way. Hell, it's, it's who he is. I I just think that that's that's going to play in a in a major 
major way. John, what, what about what about from Nick's perspective? I mean, you, you mentioned there that you think they're going to work well together. Uh, Nick Nick seemed like uh, a, a, a different guy yesterday, just a, a whole different approach to uh, being in front of the media, speaking in, in you know to the media, and definitely a different uh, outlook uh, in, in terms of introducing a new head coach. Nick Casario and Cal McNair were cracking jokes. And <laughs> Nick Casario is not exactly the kind of guy you're going to see at the comedy club. And the think about it, when he got here, hitting him in the face was a coaching search that got David Cully right when Deshaun Watson, the problem started, and all the turmoil over the last three seasons. And now to make a decision that was so popular, if Casario didn't want D'Amico, he wouldn't be here. And uh, the McNairs are not the type going to say, you've got to hire a coach. They wouldn't do that. That'd be a disaster because the head coach is going to determine all the playing that goes on on the field and work closely with Casario. What got me the most fired up about D'Amico, and I've known him since the day after he was drafted, um, before they played their preseason game here against the Texans, I went down to see him, and he was – about to go in the locker room after the pregame warm-up, and we shook hands, and I said, I want to be the first to <laughs> – this is weird. I want to be the first to congratulate you on your first NFL head coaching job. Well, I didn't mean here. I just meant period because everybody knew he's going to be a coach after this season. Two nights ago, I talked to Kyle Shanahan for 30 minutes, going back to when they met in 2006. They got here. Uh, same time Gary Kubiak, he brought both of them in here. And Kyle said, D'Amico was a rookie, and he was more mature than I was. He was more like a coach than I was. I was just feeling my way. And Kyle's known him for 10 years, worked closely with him. And I wrote that column on gallerysports.com. And it is very inspiring, all the things he said about why he thinks D'Amico will be a great coach. And you know the McNairs are so happy, including Janice McNair. She's a controlling owner. I haven't seen, since they got the franchise, that will always be the biggest day in franchise history, unless they win a Super Bowl. And the, when Kubiak came in in 06, it was a huge deal too. But considering the state of the franchise right now, how bad it, it's been, and how much controversy was uh, created for different reasons, that's why I think this decision has met with universal improvement and united the fan base even the even all the media seems to agree with us higher yeah I, i'm interested in, in, a, in a point you made there where you said that you believe that that if nick casario didn't want D'Amico ryan's that he wouldn't be here so you're saying you believe this hire was up to Nick Casario, like the previous two were, and there wasn't a, a bit of a shift or a change in how they went about doing things with more involvement from the McNair family? There's no more involvement from the McNair family. That's a bunch of BS. Cal McNair said in every interview uh, in the past, you know, the, the, the fly in the ointment was Jack Easterby pushing his guys. So he had an agenda. In this case, the he had to sell himself to Casario's and him say, this is the guy I want. And McNair says, McNair said, we do too. Go for it. And uh, then he negotiated the contract. So uh, Nick, and they said that Nick's pointed this out in his last news conference with us. 
is that he would do the interviewing with them. And there were a lot of other people in those interviews because the league ended down new rules this year. You have to not just interview diverse candidates. You have to have people in the room experiencing the interviews who are diverse. And so there were a lot of people that watched the interviews. From what I was told afterward, they were all pumped up after they talked to D'Amico. It was infectious. And Casario, uh, they both sides termed that interview great to me. And Casario, once they saw how pumped he was about D'Amico, as Nick told us yesterday, you know, they wanted to make the, they had to find a way to make this thing work. And as to D'Amico's credit, he could have used the Walmart money in Denver to get his agent, Jimmy Sexton, to milk a couple of three more million from the Texans. It's not like he's going to the poorhouse, but he made no bones about he wanted this job all along. So you, so your belief is that the only thing that changed in the process being so much more understandable and making more sense this time is that Jack Easterby wasn't around. To and they also the, don't have a search firm for the first time trying to get involved. Jed years. they ditched them and that, was a big help. So it was all Jack. Gotcha. With, and the search firm, not just Jack, the search firm. With, with all with that said, uh, John, how, how you think O'Cal and Hannah slept last night? I think they slept like babies. Because think about all that turmoil going on around them. You know, what do we do? Can't do everything at once. And they interviewed a lot of people. And uh, Hannah, who's very involved, she's very slick and smart and she knows people, and she was involved. And but Nick, you know, Nick leads the way because he's the general manager. And uh, I, I like the process. I like their candidates. It's the it's to me the most legitimate coaching search they've had since Kubiak because Bill O'Brien was recommended to him by the uh, search committee. So were David Cully, and uh, Lovey wasn't, but uh, Cully was. So I think I can't imagine anybody not being happy with where this franchise is right now and where it could go. Now they got to make the right moves in free agency in March and the draft in April. It's NFL Hall of Famer John McClain joining us on Sports Radio 610, Houston's sports leader. John, the, the, the next order of business, if you will, according to Nick Casario, is putting this staff together. I, I think the biggest wild card, um, you know, in, in, this whole, in this whole process here is – getting the offensive coordinator position right. I know they've interviewed a few people. I hadn't seen the most recent list. I would imagine that they're they're going to add to that that list of of offensive coordinators. Your thoughts on on what the Texans are going to do on the offensive side of the football. The system started by Mike Shanahan over 25 years ago, carried down by Gary Kubiak and Kyle Shanahan. That's the system they'll use. They'll want somebody who's coached it at some point. The two candidates that I would like to see him get, one of the two, Bobby Slowick, passing game coordinator with the 49ers. He's been with Shanahan since Washington. He went with Kyle when he was the head coach in 17. D'Amico went in 17. They know each other very well. Bobby Slowick is interesting because his dad was a four-time defensive coordinator. He started on the defensive side of the ball. Then he spent a year at Pro Football Focus watching tape, which gave him a whole different perspective and then Kyle hired him and so he runs the same thing and they he was the first guy to Miko uh they let him know that they were going to uh talk to him the other one's Clint Kubiak one of Gary's 
three sons, all of whom in the NFL. He was at Minnesota. He went to Denver last year as the quarterback coach. And with Nathaniel Hackett, after he got fired at the end of the year, they had Clint Kubiak call the plays. And if you look at the stats and what happened, Russell Wilson played better. And so either one of those guys would be fine with me. I've seen some other names. Troy Walter, never been a coordinator. He'd been a receivers coach, been a coordinator in college. There's another one. I forget who it is. But Kyle Sanan told me, he said, I like my coaches. And I know D'Amico likes his coaches. <laughs> and he's trying to do what's best for him and I, his organization. I'm trying to do what's best for mine. The problem is if D'Amico wants to hire the guys as coordinators, including Chris Kuchurik, they're great great defensive line coach maybe as a coordinator there's not anything that uh kyle shanahan can do about it john mcclain joins us john i one of the things that i i really uh that, that piqued my interest of of something that D'Amico said yesterday in the press conference was he wants to have diversity in coaching staff and and not just meaning race but meaning diversity of of experiences and what the guys we're hearing as you just spoke about are, are a lot of young guys in the in the league what other older guys you understand his connection what other more experienced coaches maybe i put it that way than say older more experienced coaches do you think could be could be out there that he brings in i don't know i don't even know who's available the one i've been seeing on here for two weeks i wish he'd reach out to is gary kubiak and gary i don't know if he'd be interested he lives here and uh he oversaw the Vikings offense when Kevin Stefanski was the coordinator and play caller and helped Stefanski get the Browns job. And, uh, and D'Amico knows him very well. And the, what you have to do, and this is what Kyle Shanahan has to do. You have to have owners willing to spend a lot of money when you hire a lot of coaches. But if you're winning, people are going to pirate your coaches like the 49ers have it happen all the time. So you got to have backup position coaches ready to elevate, who know your system inside and out. And that's what D'Amico wants to do. And the McNair's will let him if he wants to do it because they never let money stand in the way of any of the decisions this team makes. I love the way that we were talking about this yesterday. And it's it's Andy Reid, obviously, is the one doing it now. But I think it's it's big with Saban. Um, it's big with Belichick because half of his guys go out on their own, fail miserably, and end up back, back on his staff. But with the, the – a lot of these organizations, John, the, the camera during a game pans over to the side, the sideline, and they're huddled up trying to make a decision. And you've got, like right now in Kansas City, you got Andy Reid, you got Matt Nagy, you got Eric Bieniemy. You know, you've got some dudes that are either their head coaches, have been head coaches, or, or, or hopefully one day will be a head coach kind of deal. You got some powerful minds over there working in and around that quarterback and that that system and that uh, situation. Like that's that's something I would imagine, um, you know, D'Amico wants to create here, huh? Absolutely, and he wants to. Of course, he wants to get good coaches. He needs at least one former NFL head coach who he trusts to bounce things off of, and because he's only been a coordinator for two years, and I think he'll get one. I don't know who it is. I'd love for it to be Kubiak. Might end up with another one. They're not going to limit him on what he can do, and. Um, He's going to – I'll bet you that he's going to coordinate the defense unless he's got a candidate who really likes and that guy says, hey, I'm not coming there, D'Amico, unless I'm calling the defense. You watch the big picture, and he might do it. 
if it's somebody he really wants and on offense, D'Amico will see the whole picture. You know, Shanahan told me the way they do it out there, and he says this is the way D'Amico's going to do it. He's going to know special teams. He's going to know offense. He already knows defense. And then he's going to oversee everything. If he calls plays on defense, he'll rely heavily on that offensive coordinator and play caller. And uh, because he, he knows the importance of delegating and getting everybody involved in all of them, knowing they play a significant role in the success or failure of the team. And they got to be able to work together. And that was, I like all the things he said yesterday about his staff. I loved what he said about the offense. And, uh, it's great when you say it, but now they got to go get a quarterback who can help. I would think Bryce Young and D'Amico Ryans at this point, fan base would even be even more fired up. All right, John, with all of this happening, I'm sure you got a lot of, a lot of stories coming out uh, with us here at SportsRadio610.com as our senior writer and over at Gallery Sports. What you got? I've got on uh, Sports Radio 610, I've got a uh, column on D'Amico White and his former teammates on Gallery Sports. I've got another one about D'Amico. I've got a lot of videos we shot yesterday with the uh, veteran players. All of them talked about how listening to him made them want to strap on the pads and get out there and hit somebody. And I haven't met anybody on football field since junior high, and it made me want to strap them on, too. Okay, let's go. And uh, thank you guys very much, as always. And have a great weekend. All right, that's John McClain, who apparently was uh, was so uh, was so impressed that he is ready to strap on the pads and start hitting folks. John ain't strapping nothing on. Uh, no, you're damn sure. Not a pad or anything else. Nothing. Not anything else. Man, those, those bad hips. John, we don't want you to get hurt. All right. Make more, sure he bags it. More news. There is a quarterback who is getting the Deshaun Watson treatment. The Deshaun Watson treatment. We'll tell you what that is coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, as uh, Tyler said in my ear during the last segment uh, with the general... Looks like uh, Derek Carr is about to get that uh, that Deshaun Watson treatment. We don't mean massages. Yeah, you're right. That's a good thing to really specify that. That is, you're right. Fair, I was fair. There. That's why. That's why he's the ninth best producer in all of. Uh, <laughs> I still top ten, bud. Top, top ten. You slid a bit though. You were at eight, I think. In <laughs> all afternoon. These drive. days, I'm just happy to be in that top ten. That's right, man. That's right. Let's see if that continues today. But apparently, the Raiders have granted. Quarterback Derek Carr permission to speak with other teams interested in trading for him. 
that uh, that have also agreed to compensation uh, that the Raiders will have, sources say. It's the same arrangement that the Texans had with quarterback Deshaun Watson last offseason. <sighs> First, like, when you think it, do you think there are going to be teams really lining up like this for Derek Carr? The way teams were lining up no, for Deshaun Watson? No, no, no. Zero chance. Zero chance. I, I'm, I'm looking at these uh, under his current contract, which if you if if, if you trade for him, you've you've just unless he agrees to restructure this thing, which I don't know why he would, because if you restructure it, it would only be to save the team money, not you. Yeah. Um. Here's what an an acquiring team would owe Derek Carr. Thirty two point nine million plus a hundred thousand dollar workout bonus in twenty twenty two. Actually, that that's already that's already come and gone. So it would be twenty twenty three. They would owe him forty one point nine million, hundred thousand dollar workout bonus. So forty two million dollar cap hit in twenty twenty four. Forty one point two million dollar salary, hundred thousand dollar workout bonus, forty one point three million dollar cap hit. You'd have to be willing to pay him eighty three million dollars over the next two years. I know Kirk Cousins has pulled off a lot of things. There's no way anyone's doing this for Derek Carr. I wouldn't think so. I, I right. like I, look. I'm higher. I like Derek Carr, but I, I don't think anything he's done. Like we've talked about this with the Texans. This is completely off the board. Like if it, if it's coming down to this, absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah, like Nick's no, don't, Nick don't even need to get on the on the on the phone with this. That that's not even a call. But I I don't, I don't know, know why anybody, anybody would. would. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would 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 get in this. In Forty one, Forty two million dollars. Hell no. Yeah. Not for Derek. No, not a chance in hell. He'd ha- he's going to have to restructure that. He's going to have to do And I, I, I'm sure he would be willing to do so. But, I mean, if they've granted him permission, you got to assume that there's at least one team interested. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are going to be teams interested. I think I think the Jets are probably interested. I think maybe the Bucks are probably interested. Hell, we don't know what's happening in San Francisco. They could be interested. Not here. Not at this point. Yeah, like no. he's going to have to restructure, restructure something big time. I mean, he feels like a guy that's in the twenties, <laughs> like that's at twenties, yeah, twenties, twenty something million a year, not, not, not forty, not forty one. So I, 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 we've said it, we've talked about it. Like Derek Carr would be a, a, an option if you're looking to go the veteran route. But not not at not at this price. Yeah, not at not at forty two million per for the next two. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't I don't see. Um, I've been wrong before, but I don't see how that adds up for anybody. No, I don't either. I don't either. So, yeah, I normally I'd be like, hey man, kick the tires. You know, just see what the compensation would be. But uh, that's right, you got to trade too, and and pay that up. No, no chance in hell. So like, hey, if Nick's Nick's not on the phone with them at all, I wouldn't have any issue at all. With that, yeah, old uh, old Derek Carr, yeah, he's he's gonna play next year, but it's gonna be a lot less than that. Derek Carr was at the Pro Bowl last night. You 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 you, you jumping on that this weekend? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check it out. I, I hate that I missed uh, the 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 QB challenge last night. I did. Why I saw Derek Carr lit that thing up, and and I hate that I missed it. Um, but yeah, I, I'll take a peek at this new format. Is of, that of why? A Pro Bowl. Is, is Absolutely, hundred percent. If it were just the regular Pro, Pro Bowl game, would you be? No, I would not watch one bit. In. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. I don't even know that I'd even have it on at, in, as background noise. If I'm being completely honest with you. But but this one here, I you know I'd, I'd like to see the new format. I do think I, I like I, I guess I'm a little different than most folks. I, I I do believe that there's something there 
that the Pro Bowl can do, that the NFL can do from a Pro, a Pro Bowl perspective to 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 garner interest that that is real, that isn't just because you're the only thing on TV Sunday from a football perspective. Um, I don't know. Is it Saturday or Sunday? It's Sunday. It's Sunday, Sunday yeah. coming up, 2 o'clock. Um, yeah, so I so I don't know, man. I, I think there's something there, and I, and so I'm I'm interested to see what their latest um, version of entertainment is from a Pro Bowl perspective. Yeah, I'm out. No chance in hell. I'm not going to watch any of this. Uh, I'll I'll probably be rather turn in. There's probably a marathon of hometown as I get I'm ready a fan. for the, as I get ready for the new episode tonight uh, or that night. So I'll probably be in the midst of watching that or some college basketball that'll be on. I'll be in the midst of watching that. I'm out on the Pro Bowl, and I. I do think, however, even though I'm out, I do think, however, this this is potential to get people to real to, to come back in, at, at least somewhat potential to come in and enjoy this. Because I, 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 you could see seven on seven. I think you've said it. You've never seen like pros play seven on seven like that yep. on, on TV. I I think it could be of interest if people could enjoy to to, to watch this. But I, I just wonder how many guys are actually. Like I don't even know who's all going to be there in terms of like yeah man we're into we're into playing we're into- what's at stake nowadays I think that's got to be nothing the, uh, I mean uh, no- it's money but it's but it's not but now it's not money that that anybody gives a rip about like you know I mean money that makes you say all right man all right I'm yeah gonna, I'm gonna make this is gonna make Tom Brady come out here and play like it, I know uh, I think Eli and, and Peyton are coaching. Uh, the the teams there, which I well, I think that you know that you bring up a good point there, show. I I, I think there should be a veterans, uh, I mean a a, uh, a a a retired group. I'd like to see I'd like to see Peyton, Eli, Brett oh, Favre, oh, Brett yeah, Favre. You know these, these guys when when they retire, the quarterbacks can play longer, obviously. But even even the skilled guys, you know, you got you got two three. Good, good two three years left of being in shape enough to Jerry, be entertained. I think Jerry believes he can go right. Oh, now. yeah, Jerry. Jerry thinks he can Jerry go right now. Does, does Andre Johnson count? Because seeing him yesterday, that that would not be fair. No, not, no question. Andre could go right this minute. Yeah, I, like I, I think that would be that would be entertaining. Offer those guys some money. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's what they're not doing. I mean, they're they they. I think Jerry would just do it because he wants to. I, I like money ain't gonna pull him in. I don't, I don't see. Have I, time I, to I don't have see a bad Andre. Time. I don't see Andre Johnson walking out there at all. I can see Mike hurt. You think Mike still got it? Is Mike? No, Mike here? ain't still got it. Mike's hip flexors are tighter than hell. I, 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 I tell you. I, I tell you. You don't. I bro, have you, been hurting. You don't think a hundred stacks would get Andre to go out there and play a little flag football? No, you're crazy. No, dudes that ain't played in forever go out there and have they're a little not, fun. They're not even getting a hundred stacks. Like, no, I don't think. so. Well, I mean, you got to come gotta, up. You got to pony up now. I don't think so. Bring guys out of retirement. Andre, no, I don't think so. Full of hip. Or, or Hammy? No. Well, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and go go. Uh, Daryl Green might come out there for it. I mean, what, what's old boy's name? He beat up from uh, oh, Courtland. Fin- uh, he, he ain't going to go out there and go Courtland Finnegan on him or nothing. But I mean, I, I think he'll go out there and, and enjoy a little <laughs> competition. Now that's an idea for the Pro Bowl with them getting all gimmicky. Ha- give some of these guys some boxing gloves. Get Andre, Andre Johnson, Courtland Finnegan. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. Boxing no, match. that's not a Pro Bowl. No, no, just don't do it. Just don't have a game. Now you're trying to get that. Kids. Sounds like a Jake Paul uh, undercard. I right mean, there. weren't they playing dodgeball yesterday or something? Now that dodgeball was entertaining. Oh, now now he wants he likes that, well, now, now, that one, now shows cool. Now, now that no, I'm not cool with it. That dodgeball <laughs> wasn't the game. That dodgeball was entertaining. To like at that point, I really got to understand like quarterbacks' arms. 
Like, like quarterbacks aren't like even guys that you don't think have huge arms. I remember Alex Smith was just, just killing guys in that game, just standing from the back and just drilling dudes. I was like, my goodness, <laughs> I bet Dan Marino could come out right now and do this thing. There you, you go. Could you kill in this this format, this seven on seven? Oh yeah, I, I, I would I would be really good at what they did last night. Didn't I, Coach I was, Nick I was, Olin like start seven on seven? Brought brought it to the south. Your yes, guy. Sir. I, uh, I I could, but he, by the way, he he uh, he he it started like cranked up after my year, like literally the off season after I got done. Um, the quarterback competition of throwing at targets, your boy was was a beast. Christmas wreath in Old Baytown. Uh, that's it, baby. It, it's about all I did for 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 my my career. That's your party trick is to be able to just the accuracy Ooh. of hitting. And I hadn't I hadn't trained as much over the last couple of years, so I, I don't I don't have the touch that I used to. But I kept the arm was the arm was hot. The arm was hot. Now, I mean it, it was it was money. It, so and, and throwing at targets was was the deal. I I was I could get that. I did. It, you you're gonna watch it. You tell me. I just I want to see if this. Tell me. I'll if, report back. Report to me. This is the one thing I want to. Do they ever get? Does this thing ever get real? Like do they ever? Like does it? Do they ever hit some yeah. intensity? That's what I want to see. And some seven on seven. If these guys are gonna start, like you guys are competitors, but I wonder well, if they're gonna I, really I get wonder, out here. I I think it's gonna be more like flag football, not seven on seven. Like I uh, think it's gonna be played more. Like there's a whole. I don't know if you've ever played flag football, but that's one of them. Like it's a whole oh, different it gets animal. Serious. Yeah, but it's just, it's just a whole different game. Like it's there's it's a specialty. Like it ain't it ain't the same routes and stuff outside of go routes and post routes and what what we run on the big field. It, it, the dudes that play that are it's yeah. a different animal now. So I, I'm I am curious to see how that'll work out. Listen, D'Amico Ryan's wasn't the only person getting people excited. Uh, uh, wait till you hear this. A former player, former teammate of D'Amico had something to say that I guarantee would get any Texan fan extremely excited. We'll let you. Hear what was said coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Boy, Clint, a um, lot of people, a lot of people have been wondering, oh, D'Amico's back. D'Amico's the head coach. H-Town, I'm back. How many of his fa- former teammates might coach? Right? How many might? might Matt Schaub going to coach the quarterbacks? Uh, just uh, JJ's gonna coach the D line. I've seen that a ton. I just don't even. Owen know Daniels tight ends. I hadn't heard that. That's the first I've heard of Owen Daniels. I love Owen Daniels. Owen Daniels, first one I've heard uh, of, of the tight ends. Um, but Andre Johnson was asked about this possibility of coaching, and he, well, listen to what he has to say about potentially being uh, a part of uh, helping D'Amico Ryan's coach this year. I've been getting asked that question <laughs> all day, every day since this hire has happened. Um, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say no, but you never know. Um, you know, it's his time right now, and uh, I'm excited for him and just happy to be here. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, I still be around. So um, whether I'm coaching or not, you know, I still be around. Whatever he needs me to do, I'm here to help. He didn't rule that out. Hey, man, this one is one I take really serious, so I know it's oh, fun do. to sit around and say, well, this what if so-and-so, what about so-and-so, what about Cushing and the linebackers, what about J.J. and the D-line, all that kind of job. You said it. Um, this is one I take serious. I think I think Andre uh, was involved with the organization until Jack Easterby, uh, you know, ran him off. I, I, think, I think he wants to be involved to some degree or he wouldn't be around at, at, at every turn. Um, 
and, and I, I believe that he was with DP Sadu, by the way. Um, yeah. But I, I believe when when he said I wouldn't say no, I, I don't believe he was answering DP's question. I think he was saying I wouldn't say no if D'Amico Ryan's called and asked me to coach football on his staff. Um, this is one I, I think is I think there's a real possibility of him being involved to some degree. That would may, be may, maybe not the 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 all in wide receivers coach, but but some kind of assistant to to the the head coach or assistant to the the uh, you know offensive coordinator to to some degree at least similar to what he was doing with yeah the field yeah before. I mean I, I would I would just I mean to create something to where you have guys like that that are around as much as they possibly can be around and and when they're not you don't necessarily miss them but when they are you benefit greatly from them so I, I um this is one I think has real potential. Uh, to actually see the player on the sideline or, or, or the former player, Andre Johnson, on the sideline, uh, you know, at, at practices and things of that nature. Um, the, the, the one thing, when you talk about former players, I think I think what's been going on in Houston over the last couple of years is, is really difficult for um, a coach with options or a former player that's seen success. I, I think it's 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 hard for for those guys to want to be involved when when the organization was in disarray the way it has over the last two years. Like I, I think that's what happened with Andre. I think Andre would have loved to have spent a couple of years learning, whether it's front office or on the field. I think he would have loved to have spent a couple of years doing that. But then, you know, you look up and you're like, I this is not what I want to learn. Like there's I don't there's no benefit from what I'm what I'm watching Jack yeah. Easterby do. And and so, I I think there's a real possibility that you're going to see a lot of more players, uh, a lot more players come come back into the fold in some kind of role with the organization because you can, they they can and you can look at 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 D'Amico Ryan's and say, look, I don't know if we're going to win a Super Bowl, I don't know if we're going to get back to to being competitive in the division, but I damn sure can show up and work hip to hip with this dude. <laughs> I mean, this is this is one I can I can get on board with I, I can stand up as a former player I can stand up in front of the team I, I can go on the radio here at sports radio 16 I, I can anywhere I'm on tv I can legitimately say they hired the right guy what the Texans are doing is moving in the right direction I think former players including Andre Johnson are going to buy into that and you know this this isn't happening if any other coach they interviewed is hired right <laughs> Like to, to me to to think that Andre like year one immediately would come in. I think it'd be helpful to some maybe show his face. He showed his face uh, with Lovey, but to take a role like this and say, "Hey, I'm going to be involved. Whatever he needs me to do to even entertain it." I don't think this happens with Mike Kafka or Shane Steichen or Sean Payton or any of them. I think these are this is another key element to. D'Amico Ryan's being the yeah, coach that I, that 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 is even a a thing that's even answered. I think they're invested in the head coach. So I, I, it's not about the Texans. It's not about um, you know Mike Kafka or, or any other coach that would have come no, in yeah, there. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's they are invested in D'Amico Ryan's and seeing D'Amico be successful. And then on top of that, they they are very confident that he will be, and that what he does on a daily basis and what he brings to the table is a winning brand of football and a winning brand of 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 uh, a winning way of going about things so they'll buy in. So yeah, I think you're right. I, I think anybody else 
you know, I, I don't know. Let's I don't know that see. Andre. Hey, let's watch. I think I, yeah, I think Andre wants to see the Texans have success. I mean, his. I mean, his. He's going to come and be a part, be a legend, and be a part of all this. It it it, it would be a lot more fun if they're winning ball games, and I think he would like to see a Sean Payton come in and be the head coach and and win ball games. But D'Amico takes it to a whole other level. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, boy, just even off of this with with, with Andre Johnson, I I'm wondering maybe you two aren't as surprised. I I I knew that Andre. Or I'm, I'm sorry, I knew that D'Amico Ryans would be a really, really popular hire with the fan base. I knew that people were going to, oh, yes, just cheer. Did I know we were going to have people texting, texting in when we broke the news that they're crying in the streets? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that, but I knew. I mean, people were going to be really excited. Yeah. What I guess I'm surprised about is understanding generally how fans work. When you have been kind of, I mean, let's just be honest, just almost laid for dead from the organization the last three years. Just, I mean, so many different things in terms of the product being put on the field. As we've said, the most dysfunctional thing and couldn't get out of their own way. Stop being for, a dumpster fire. For multiple years. Like, there's generally some like, all right, that's a good move, but all right, let me, let me, let me watch a little bit. Let me see a little bit. This move, to me, has not just, you know, excited the fan base. It's like brought trust in the fan base. They seem to feel different about the organization in a way. They look at at Cal McNair like, Cal's a a damn near a hero the last two or three days. Things are turning around in H-Town. And I'm just thinking to myself, just, what, four weeks ago, they allowed a coaching staff to win the final game of the season, and and the way that people felt about them then, this move, this one move from D'Amico Ryan's, has brought trust back. I don't even, I don't even know if the McNairs knew it was going to turn out that well that they would be looked at differently. Nick's looked at differently. Nick, I think people feel like they got. I saw Larry the other day say he trusts Nick. Yeah. To make that that's yeah. something that threw me off. I, I didn't, I, I didn't see that coming. Well, I mean, it's is it. You know, this goes back to the 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 Lovey Smith deal in in terms of do you really like the Lovey Smith higher or is it just so much better than David <laughs> Cully before, or yeah. or so much better than hiring uh, a guy that's never coached before? Right? I mean, I, I really like D'Amico Ryan's. Don't get me wrong; I, I'm not minimizing D'Amico Ryan. I think it's a great hire, and I, I think all of the response, the positive uh, 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 momentum, should should be there in the fan base. But when you look at it from Nick's perspective and Cal's perspective, is like, is is it really is it really excitement for D'Amico or is it just excitement that or or, or not, excitement's not the right word, but like uh, acceptance of Nick and Cal because they went through a competent process and landed on a good candidate instead of what they were doing, right? I mean, I, I just wonder how much of it in terms of them, not D'Amico, but in terms of Nick Casario. And Cal McNair, how much of it is like, great job, fellas. You finally didn't just completely mess the bed. Mess the bed here. Like you good job. Appreciate it. Like I, I think I think from the fan base to them, I think it's a little bit more of that. And really, I, I don't think people I, you know I've talked about this before. It's it's why I it's why I just like initially until it just got so bad. Like I just ref, like I hated talking about Jack Easterby. 
I still do. Well, I, but yeah, no, I, st- I still, <laughs> I still do. I, hear you. I still do as well. But I, I think even on a national level, I think folks are realizing like the role he was playing. Like, like big picture. Like I, I don't like talking about Nick Casario. I don't like talking about Cal McNair. Like if you're talking about those people, then there's major problems in in what's going on. Like think about it. What GM in in football? What GM do you talk about when it's not this dude's on the hot seat? This dude's not getting along with with the head coach. This dude, no no candidates want to go there and work for that guy. Like, like it's never a, a a positive vibe when you're when you're just consistently talking about general managers or you're consistently talking about front office. Even the great ones get a little just get a little mention and we just move on, right? So I hate even talking about those guys. But it's it's we're at a point where okay now you did a good job, you 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 professionally went through this thing and you landed on a good candidate all right now fall back right just just go back go behind the closed doors do your thing and and let D'Amico run with the ball and and that's that's I wonder how many people are just are are there with with the crew with with Nick and Cal and and everybody that's not named D'Amico if I'm being honest yeah I, I, I'm curious that from the text line trailer will and frame text line you can jump in on this and Tyler you are resident closest to the fan than I think of anybody at the station. It, it just, it, maybe I'm off on it. Does it, because it feels like to me hiring, and I'm seeing on the text line, just once someone said, this move of hiring uh, D'Amico has made me trust them more. I, that, that I did not see coming. And that sentiment is what I'm, I'm starting to hear a lot and see a lot that this move is almost trumped everything that's happened in the last three years. And to me, that is usually, that is not usual for a fan base, especially a fan base that's been through everything that the Texans have kind of helped put you through. Yeah, for sure. I would say, man, I said back, not the last head coaching search, not Lovey, but the one before that that ended up with Cully. I said at the time when we were starting to get the names of candidates and and the, the reports were coming out, I said the Texans can't ever get out of their own damn way and they're always, they're constantly trying to reinvent the wheel, be the smartest guy in the room. That was that was what was happening with big decisions on a monthly basis with the Texans for years. So Texans fans, now you see something happen like yesterday where it is the absolute, not only the best decision you could have made hiring D'Amico Ryans, but it's the smart decision. It's the right decision. And for the first time in three years, you see the Texans make a decision like that that just clicks on every level, and it, it can turn the tide quick, man, because oh, it feels it's, like, it's okay, it's possible. Just, Here we go. I just wish I wish my wife would would get some of this. Honey. I just I, – because Hold on, show. What it, my, thanks, Cal. What it reminds me of is – like, this, this is one thing that we've got to fight for years is – like she'll come through every every once in a while. And I'm I'm in here. I'm working a full time job like you are, and I and yet I'm the one cleaning up everything in this house. I clean up this kitchen. This I'm folding all the laundry. I I, I, I vacuum. I'm doing all this, and I'm working too. You know, then I slide in. You know, like we do, and I give it a good good two weeks. I mean, I'm clean the hell out of that kitchen, fold up that laundry, do that, <laughs> and I'm doing it. There is no way that she's looking at me like, okay, he did it this week. 
So he's going to, now I know he's going to continue doing it the rest of the way. Like, there's got to be some. Move smart, some, not hard. Not forgetting of what you did the full year before. I, like, I'm just, it seems like they made this one move and bam, people are with it. And I and I, I love it. It's just, it is it is just surprising to see that. Well, it's only, it's, I mean, it's 24 hours now. I mean, it's just 24 hours. Let them enjoy. Let us enjoy for 24 hours show before you drive it through the, drive it off the I'm rails. I'm not driving down the rails. I'm just surprised <laughs> fans don't generally forgive that quickly. All right. Uh, there is a major move uh, potentially being stopped by two uh, important teams in this region we'll discuss and tell you what that is coming up next a little bit five o'clock fire on the drive that's next t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 